Episode 460, you can't buy fulfillment, even if you make millions in digital marketing. With Jeff Hughes. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of the number one men's development podcast that is now a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive. And it is my mission to share you the real stories, the useful stuff, the juicy stuff, and the reality of what it takes to thrive. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Increase your influence, income, and impact. If you've ever thought or dreamed or wondered what it would be like to do a TEDx talk, you can do that. So head over to talkxcelerator.com. Jump across there and it'll have all the information, case studies, why you might want to do it, all the information around it. And also, if you jump on the green button on there, you can book in a complimentary idea clarity call to speak with me. What is your idea worth sharing? It's time to play a bigger game. It's time to amplify your message and make it happen. Get to the podcast. Okay, enjoy the show. Right, this week we have Jeff Hughes on the line. He's an entrepreneur, speaker, and digital marketing expert. We're not just going to speak about digital marketing. His vision is helping people identify their passion and implementing it into their lives. Jeff, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? I am ready. I am ready to awaken my alpha. Perfect. That's a brief introduction by me. Is there anything you'd like to add or highlight? No, I mean, I think that's a, a great uh, perspective to say there. And we have some synergy in the fact of awaken. I love awaken. And my mission statement is to awaken people to the possibilities to transform lives and create a legacy. So there's a lot of synergy within that. Perfect. Tell us briefly your origins. Where are you originally from? Where are you speaking to us from today? And what did you want to be or what did you see yourself doing when you, when you got older? Um, well, when I grew up in a small town, Brantford, Ontario, um, which is in Canada. And uh, quite honestly, I, I honestly didn't even know what I wanted to do. I knew that when I was a young child, I, mean, I had this idea or thought that I would have a black Porsche 911 turbo and I would be a millionaire. And that's the only thing that I remember that I said I wanted. I knew that the traditional route of doing things because, you know, for me, myself, single mom, not necessarily having what most people would conceive to be the skills to raise anybody, including herself. Um, but it also gave me some amazing skills for myself to um, become different and understand things differently. So um, quite honestly, I, I didn't really see myself in traditional corporate America. I heard everyone say, Jeff, you're one hell of a salesperson. You sure can talk. So maybe that was my destiny. Awesome. So talking about that destiny and people saying that to you, who helped Awaken Your Alpha? Who either said the right thing at the right time or inspired you from afar, whether it was you know, a Porsche or if it's a specific person in their lifestyle or just giving you the words of encouragement or was it situational? Tell us. Well, I think the, the biggest fuel for me um, and what I've experienced myself is um, there's two things, there's two, there's two places to go at some point in your life. Um, you're either challenged. So for me, I was in a space of, you know, lack of finances, lack of emotional intelligence, lack of a lot of things. So there's two routes that I could go. In most cases, the world has said that if you grow up in a certain environment, you're going to repeat it. But there is a, a very small amount that do the exact opposite. 
so for me in that condition, what I did was I chose and I fueled myself with, I'm not good enough. So I'm going to prove to everybody that I'm good enough by doing these certain things. There was a lot of power in that. And there was a lot of disempowerment with that as well, because I wasn't willing to take other people's information um, because I thought I was smarter, better, and I could just do it. And I fell on my face for many, many years. So it wasn't until uh, I was 35 years old that I actually even experienced my very first mentor. And by 36, I made my first million. Wow. And uh, we've met in person and I sort of shared lunch and you told us some very interesting stories about what you, you, you've got up to. So talk to us about, let's just talk purely about then on the, the materialistic things there. Then that, how did that feel in that, that 36 to 37, making that first million? How did that affect you? And, and talk to us about the challenges and before and after kind of that period of your life. Well, I mean, to go back to, I said I'd have a black Porsche 911 turbo and I would be a millionaire. I made my first million and unconsciously, because now I'm very aware because I've done a whole lot more work. Um, I literally, this is the world I I'm all about the universe serves you exactly what you say you want. And if you're not very clear on how you're going to get there, you'll get there. Um, maybe not in the um, most efficient way. So I went down to the car dealership. I went to go buy a black, uh, M3. And while I was at the car dealership, I happened to look in the actual um, showroom and guess what was there? <laughs> a black Porsche 911 turbo. I rolled in there. Car dealership looked at me like I was like some gangster dude that there's no way they wouldn't even let me test drive it. They had to actually take it out of the showroom. Needless to say, I desked the deal. I got it. I paid cash and I drove away with my car. Um, and the funny thing with that was after I got that, after I made that million dollars, the question was, what next? Mm. Every single thing in my life, and this podcast would be too short for me to go into every, every detail, but I consistently challenged myself by telling myself that I'm not good enough to show people that I was good enough by doing things and buying things to validate myself about being good enough. And two things happened from that. One, I actually got the stuff. Two, I learned that no matter what I got, unless I was myself okay with being good enough with myself and loving myself, that there's no, inst there's, there's no amount of anything that I could ever buy or consume that would ever fulfill me in life. And there's some statistics out there, 64% of basketball players, 74% of NFL players upon retirement. And this is actually a real, there's a documentary on this, um, end up broker bankrupt within five years after making an average of $30 million. And you could look at statistics based on people that lottery winners, lottery winners, mm. they say anywhere between 70 and 95% of them within five years end up broker bankrupt. So you, you question yourself, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> So when you got this Porsche 911 and you made your first million, how long did it take for the, I suppose, I don't know if the shine to come off or to you to kind of come to that realization? And was it, was it an instant empty feeling or was there a couple of months you're like, woohoo, and then it's kind of like, oh, you know, how long was that period? Well, I mean, what I can share with you is 
is that I, I had had that feeling throughout my journey. Like I went yeah. from a shoe salesman to a, a cell phone salesman. So it's just, just more and more hoping that that would kind of plug it and you'd feel better once you got Yeah, okay. yeah. I kept going. You know, I went from a $24,000 a year job to a $50,000 a year job to a $70,000 a year job to a $150,000 a year job to a million dollar job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And each one of those was, was far different than the experience that I had from a young child. But none of them, not one of them, made me go, wow, unbelievable. This is a great, this is a great for me. Um, and in fact, it, it actually gave me an opportunity to self-damage myself even more by, you know, drinking and partying more. Was, this, was there a specific breaking point that springs to mind? Because like you say, it's a gradual yeah. thing and it's progressing and some people will just get stuck in that or that's how they are. Was there an incident or scenario? What happened? hundred <laughs> um, percent. My very first incident was my, uh, my, ex-wife now we had our very first experience of um a breakup so i broke up and at that point um didn't feel good and a lot of people probably can can understand that when through a relationship and a breakup and we had been together for quite a while it was basically my first real relationship and we had three children and uh, at that point there was this buzz around personal development <laughs> and i didn't know what that meant i didn't know what it was but somebody told me they went and they experienced it and it was a good friend of mine and that i should go to it so i remember signing off in the document saying if you have any mental problems or anything this probably isn't a good experience but just go Luckily, I didn't have any mental problems, and me and my ex-wife at the time went and experienced this thing. And if most people, a lot of people in personal development understand or know what Landmark Forums is. So I went to the three-day event, and I walked out of this and went, holy shit, my perspective. There's, there's a thing called perspective, and my perspective isn't everybody else's perspective. And not everyone else is wrong, and not everyone else is right. Yeah. Um, and I went home, and I thought I was going to change the world. I was like, oh my God, this is great, blah, 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 blah. Went back to the same environment, went back to the same things, ended back with my ex-wife. And if anyone that's listening to this has ever experienced something where they got super excited, but then fall back into the same patterns that has always been happening. And that's exactly what I did. So after making my million dollars, I came back from Germany and I said to my ex-wife, I said, listen, I don't want to be with you anymore. And she took the kids, moved away because we were living in Kelowna and that's where I live right now. I, actually, the house that I live right now is, is the same house that, uh, that we moved into after yeah. I bought, bought my house. Anyways, she moved away. I went into this deep dive of, oh my God, I thought I was strong enough to deal with this. Now my kids are gone. What am I going to do? That whole feeling of I'm not good enough, smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, drinking and partying. Yeah. And... Uh, I decided I was like, oh, I remember that there's that thing called personal development. And I took this pill and it got me really, really excited. But this time I'm going to entrench myself in a seven day experience. Yeah. So in essence, I, I literally went away to a retreat where they have you in a community of people. So it was group and you're there for seven days. And the people that are upstairs are actually, it's a drug and rehab facilitation, but the program is actually called insight. And the insight program is what most of the people's loved ones had to come to this insight and everyone thought it was about how to be able to deal with them upstairs. Yeah. Little did they know it was actually about what's going on in them. That's actually enabling that. And for the first time I went through seven days of this experience and then I was getting how I was showing up to others. So I was getting a reflection feedback now and there's a huge opportunity to grow from feedback in those yeah. moments. How, and I walk, how, are you, how are you showing up to others? Or, you know, you don't have to go real specifics, but what was the general vibe? Or? Arrogant, thought I knew it all, 
trying to prove to the world um, and completely shut down. Mm. That's how I was showing up. And later on down the road, obviously it came to a point where, you know, I started to understand that more, but within that I left, I read my very first book by Dr. John Powell. Why am I afraid to tell you who I am? Gave me more perspective, gave me a little bit of understanding between what an ego is and actually gave um, explicit um, different types of egos and it opened my mind up. And at that point, um, I moved on to more digital marketing. I got into social media marketing. I did a video on the back of my boat and I made a million dollars with that. And we're definitely going to dig into that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then what ended up happening was, um, I was, I had just quit smoking. I just got out of another relationship and I met my fiance now. And, um, I wasn't supposed to be able to have kids. And after the first two weeks of myself and my, my, my relationship that I'm in right now, she ended up pregnant with my, my other daughter. So, oh, congrats. Um, yeah. So, so now at this point, um, I've got three revenue streams. I've got involved in cryptocurrency at an early 2014. I had my email marketing business for digital and affiliates. And now I had this business of social media marketing and, uh, I was living this life of, oh yeah, I have all these mentors. I'm, I'm doing all this books, reading and consuming. And, and I was talking the talk, mm. yeah. but I sure the hell was not living it behind doors. And on December 26, 2016, I woke up and I was cross-eyed. I was going to say, but and how did that feel? Kind of having that, like basically talking the talk, but not walking the walk. Oh, completely in uh, unaligned, unfulfilled. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically like you're living a lie. Yeah. I'm giving, I'm, I'm showing people a space that, that is not actually me and they're perceiving me that way. But we all know that in the deepest, darkest hours, when the most stressful things happen, um, and I shouldn't say the real person, the person that you picked up when you were a young child in the central nervous system and the emotions that are attached to it ignite and you end up sharing that with people. And, um, I had a lot of that happen, especially in the last days. And that was when, um, that incident took place on my 40th, uh, just before my 40th birthday. To spin this round to, cause we've kind of, again, skirted over a few times, like made a million, did this digital market and this, and people who think, okay, that's, that's interesting. How, 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 how? So putting our business hat on, digital marketing, marketing expert, you mentioned the disruption about make, making a video, making a million and things like this. How did you do it? We want to be the key ways or how do you do it? And around this digital marketing, See, not everyone can do it to that level or, or even understand it. What do you think are some key things that you did right and maybe things that you've learned? Um, in that opportunity, in that space, um, I was, I mean, for one, it didn't look professional. I've tested professional videos where I've gone out and gone completely video, had all the team and mm -hmm. spent $8,000 on a complete production. And the one where I sat with my cell phone on the back of the boat and just literally was not perfect in my speech, um, stumbled, shared where I was, shared about my opportunity, shared that, that, that reflection of who I was in those moments. That rawness created a level of connection with an audience um, that's seen me as a space for them to get out of their current conditions. And... Right. What can you remember what the offer kind of not have to be specific, what exact roughly the offer was? And and then did how did you get that message out to obviously if it's a lot of people? Was it just paid advertising and talk to us about these like the, yeah, the it, bolts? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely paid advertising. It was a very 
small little, you know, imagine living a lifestyle, you know, here I am on, I, I believe it was, I was hopped on the back of my boat and I'm like, here I am on a Wednesday afternoon. Whereas before on a Wednesday afternoon, I would be sitting at work right now, spending 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. My kids are struggling, right? A lot of people yeah. see these as regular, um, regular, um, issues that they deal with on a regular basis. So I ended up getting tons of comments, ended up uh, funneling through to a webinar. The webinar on the back end triggered into an opportunity, a business opportunity, um, where we created several million millionaires. And in, actually in 18 months, we did about $10 million in revenue. It was crazy. <laughs> was this, I mean, was this you part of some partners or associates? And was nope. that, that opportunity was... Oh, so when you say we, it's your team, yeah? It was myself and it was actually, <laughs> the funny thing about it, it, it turned into an opportunity. The, uh, a, a couple, her, her boyfriend at the time, they were doing retaining walls in my house. And they came up with this, this, this um, product line um, that they wanted to promote and do. And I was looking at maybe another challenge, so I took it and then I was like, I knew what needed to be done, building out funnels and all that kind of stuff like that. I didn't personally do it, but I found the right people to be able to yeah. do it. Um, I hired the proper copywriters that to basically took Frank Kern's style of webinar, created my whole story, went through the whole flow. And like I said, it just went crazy. It went crazy. I'd never experienced something like that. But what I can share with you is the biggest thing that you could ever do is just share your story and who you are and bring those real strong people that have a connection with you based on that. Um, because they're ride or die um, followers. Awesome. Um, what would be, do you say in your business journey, some of the biggest mistakes you made around, I know we talked about the personal side of things with fulfillment, but in terms of the marketing and digital marketing and, and funnels, what would you say some of the, the biggest mistakes or learning experiences you've had where it hasn't gone well? Um, at that time, it was, uh, was being stuck on, on, well, it was working before, it should still be working. <laughs> and yeah. I really got stuck on that. And I actually invested quite a bit of money on stuff that was no longer working anymore. And um, I wasn't necessarily growing with as fast as the trends and understanding the psychology behind it because I, I was fixated, well, this worked. And, and a lot of listeners may, may understand that because there's a lot of businesses that are stuck in the way things used to work. Yeah. And and when you get stuck in that, that used to work um, mentality and it should work and you're stuck on that outcome, guess what? It gives you no opportunity to grow. It gives you no opportunity to see how things could show up or be different. And that was a huge mistake I made. We're going to move into the alpha round now. And I'd like to start this off with, is there a particular quote that really sums up your approach to life or just a, an all-time favorite quote? Yeah, um, Albert Einstein. Logic will get you from A to B. Imagination will get you everywhere. Oh, I like that one. Very nice. Very nice. Is there a particular inspirational, impactful book for you that you've uh, come across in your time? Uh, transforming my identity absolutely um, would be uh, Psycho-Cybernetics, <laughs> Maxwell Maltz, back in the ah, 60s. Awesome. And um, is there a particular resource you use in your digital marketing business that you think is essential or just, or maybe just one that you think is maybe less well-known or just even the way you use it might be a slight tweak to how people generally use it. Anything springs to mind? 
Well, what I can share with you, a lesson that I'm learning right now, and probably the most powerful, and, and I'll, I'll say this trend is definitely there. The most powerful piece that you could ever have in this day and age, and it's, it will be the highest paid, um, is copywriting. Because everything's becoming so digital. If you can tell stories and you can understand language and be able to um, take people from reading something to a movement, how powerful is that? And it gives you an opportunity to not rely on other pieces. And it also gives you an opportunity to see the quality that comes in front of you. Mm, awesome. So around copywriting, is it just as simple as finding the right people or the highest quality people? Or is there any resources around that? I'm looking for any kind of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's, there's a place that is a good place to get copywriters or... Well, know. I mean, there's a great book. It's called Hypnotic Writing. I mean, it, there is so many resources out there to find yeah. how to write. I mean, exactly. quite honestly, yeah. between Google and YouTube and books out there, um, the thing that I find a lot of people get stuck on is reading the stuff, but not actually putting it pen to paper and putting principle behind it because it's that action where you start to really see things differently. You start to change, you start writing, you start getting better. And um, it's all about putting those hours and times to build a skill to become very, very good at it. Perfect. And uh, just, so you mentioned a book there. Can I just have that book title again? Just I'll put it in the yeah. list. Hypnotic Writing. Okay, do you know that's by? I, can find it. I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, it's in my little bookshelf. Absolutely, as... no worries, absolutely no worries. Um, from your network and all your experiences and business and everything you do, is there anyone that you think would make a really good recommendation and, and interview for Awaken Your Alpha? Is there anyone who springs to mind? Uh, like somebody for an interview? I mean, yeah. uh, celebrity-wise, I mean, I would say definitely Mark Lack, Peter Voog, Bruce Lipton. From your network? Yes, absolutely. Sweet. So who, who would you recommend? It would be a good one. All three of them. Well, I'd say I'd say Mark Lack for sure. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've I've had him on my I've had him on my podcast. Yeah, the Mark. You've had, had Peter Voog. Peter Voog. I haven't had Peter Voog. Tell us about Peter Voog. He's a, he's a millennial. He's uh, know yourself is his his branding. Um, he's definitely got a different audience and a different perspective. So I think he'd be a strong strong person. Another person would be um, Austin Netsley. Austin Netsley is more initiated. He's my business coach around. Um, scaling businesses. Okay, awesome, very cool. And um, knowing what you know now around the sort of the digital marketing, you talked about um, the copywriting and maybe mistakes you made, or and it doesn't seem like you've made a huge amount. What do you think is is coming up in twenty twenty and beyond? What do you think? And you're saying things obviously are always changing and adapting. Where do you see this going and, and your business as well? Well, I see right now that there's. Um, I mean, the whales, as they call it, you know, the people that are spending billions of dollars on TV, um, they're moving over to the digital, um, the digital side. And being that all the platforms now are, you know, less organic, more um, pay to play, right? Mm -hmm. um, your opportunity for, um, and when I say this, it's like the average person can't, you know, is it's very, um, the opportunity to hop on a tele television commercial for most people is few and far between. But here's the thing, you're getting more eyes on social media, YouTube and everywhere else, but anybody can pay to play right now. And what I feel is the trend in so much so in very, very, it's, it's compiling at a fast pace. 
I might suggest that it's going to start looking like, you know, the television model where you're paying to get views and the big boys are willing to pay whatever they want for it. Because even to this day, it would be a challenge for most people to hop on a television. So I would say the trend right now is there's going to be a growing faster and faster stampede of large corporations investing more and more money in social media. And there's only so many eyes, there's only so many spots and it's going to be your, your cost per cost per million is going to drastically increase. So building it now, getting out there, differentiate yourself, finding your unique sales position um, and, and stepping out outside of um, what everyone else is doing. Definitely. And um, something you wrote recently, and I saw it caught my eye. I want to get your opinion and you to explain, you know, the power of knowing the value of your reputation. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that. So the power of knowing your reputation is a lot to do with who you are, your message, because what I find is, or I've experienced is some people will really confuse their audience by having so many messages. Mm. What is your niche? Like who, who is your, who do you stand for? What is your values behind it? And stick to that. Don't have such a huge open array that you are like this multi, do not, do not be afraid to buckle down in one spot, focus on it and have a clear goal of where you want to go and stick to that as your piece of your, your value system. Don't stray away. Don't get entangled with things that aren't within your value system. Don't get the shiny object syndrome to get involved with something because you could really um, change perceptions and views of, what you stood for before. And then what you end up doing is you end up damaging your current audience because they're confused now. Definitely. And in, in wrapping up, what's the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more and continue the conversation? Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram. I am Jeff Hughes, G E O F F Hughes. Um, I'm on Facebook. You'll see Jeff a Hughes. Um, that's my Facebook and uh, you can get on my website. My website, actually I'm giving away the, Healthy Habits of the Top 1% book, and it goes through a biological science um, process and really gives you all the tools needed to become, you know, the, the superhuman of yourself. Perfect. Well, let's, let's develop that teaser trailer. What is one of the, the top habits from in that book that you could share with us? <laughs> Vision. Your mind knows no difference between reality and imagination. Anyone who challenges that Consciously, you know that virtual reality is not real. Go put those goggles on. Your central nervous system and your unconscious mind does not know. It sees it. And in fact, one third of your whole brain is designated to your psyche. So by using vision, you actually start to believe that it's true and it's reality and it becomes part of your unconscious mind. And it goes with the famous quote, whatever a man can conceive and believe, he can achieve. Mm -hmm. I like it. And what is the one question that you thought I was going to ask or you'd hoped I was going to ask and you feel like I've missed a trick here? Is there anything that jumps out at you? I guess the biggest thing is, is how did you recreate yourself to the person you are today? What a good question. How did you? <laughs> Through a lot of pain. If anyone, if anyone's ever experienced or seen the exorcist before um, <laughs> and that little girl flying over the bed and they're trying to extract the demon, I've had 18 students that I've took through a beta where I gave them an opportunity for what I did to recreate myself, 18. And every single one of them said it was like being put through a blender. 
because a lot of people don't understand. You hear a lot of these concepts and these ideas out there about, you just need to reprogram your mind, just read the books. I might suggest that they don't understand the biology and the fundamentals of an identity because an identity is required to survive because at any given point, if I extracted your identity, you would know nothing, you would be nothing, you would have none of your experiences from the past and likely would be in a position of dying. So your, your unconscious mind will do whatever possible to keep the identity where it is. The trick is creating new neural pathways and that's through habits. We are creatures of habits. So what I did is I started finding new habits, new things, success has clues, looking at what other people who had success was, and I started integrating those into my life. There was lots of challenges. My mind did not want me to do those things because it didn't know what the outcome was because trying new things meant fear. But on the other side of all that was greatness and it was a fulfillment that I had never had in my whole entire life. So much so that I love myself beyond and it doesn't matter what anyone else perceives to be as that reputation is, I'm strong in my convictions of who I am. And my goal is to share with people on how they can create that being within themselves. Love it. Well, man, it's, it's such a pleasure speaking to you today. The time has just flown. Um, it seems like a good way to end the show. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me on the show, Adam. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. Please do subscribe, reach out, connect, pick up a copy of Awaken Your Alpha, Thousand Tactics to Thrive, available on Amazon. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Increase your influence, income, and impact. If you've ever thought or dreamed or wondered what it would be like to do a TEDx talk, you can do that. So head over to talkxcelerator.com. Jump across there and it'll have all the information, case studies, why you might want to do it, all the information around it. And also, if you jump on the green button on there, you can book in a complimentary idea clarity call to speak with me. What is your idea worth sharing? It's time to play a bigger game. It's time to amplify your message and make it happen. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.